Welcome again to Hope Daily. We remain in the Psalms. We're going to jump over to Psalm 71 today. Thanks for being a part of our look at the scriptures today. Psalm 71 uh, actually doesn't have a heading like many Psalms do. And because of that and some other historical documents, it is often combined with Psalm 70. Psalm 70's uh, theme is about uh, God being cried out to by the psalmist for salvation. It's a Psalm of David make haste God to deliver me, help me. There are these general ideas of danger, uh, attack, that a, a desperate need for the saving power of God. And that continues into Psalm 71. Some of the reason that we love the Psalms is because we can identify with how dangerous life is. I think today we're a little bit less uh, confronted by real dangers and a little more troubled by everything that we can imagine as dangerous or everything that we are told is dangerous. So either way, our souls live in this fear. But today I want to go to this, the end part of Psalm 71 because I want to talk about choosing praise. Today I've called it Choose Praise. I think as believers, as children of God, we so underestimate the power that God has given us in our souls to choose to praise him. So as the discussion moves from how troubled David's life is and how much he needs God to be a refuge and not to be put to shame and to listen to his cry, to be rescued, we get to this in verse 14. And it's this but. I've often heard that David, as he writes, he writes very honestly. When you read a psalm, you can probably identify with his honesty and his transparency. However, always look for where he puts the but, because that's the transition from his description to his choice. And here in verse 14, it begins with that contrast. He says this, but I will hope continually and I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to one to another generation, your power to all those who come. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? You have made me see many troubles and calamities. You who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp of your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. As I read those verses, verses 14 down to verses 24 of Psalm 71, I hope that you feel like I do, David's deliberate choice to praise the Lord. He begins by talking about this sense of living constantly in danger. 
And again, I believe many Christians, many of us live in a world that, that causes us or invites us to always live on edge, a little bit paranoid about everything that could happen or maybe even believing that these things are happening or will happen. Uh, secret knowledge, dark knowledge, rumors and, and things that, you know, if you only knew this and if you only knew that, all those kind of things. I think that we are convinced that we should pursue all that knowledge without ever assessing whether or not it is healthy and good for our souls and our relationship with our Lord and with the purpose for our lives, with our experience and what we pass on to others. What David says is, I see all of that stuff. And then as he begins verse 14, he says, but I will hope continually. And the emphasis, even as he gets, I will praise you yet more and more. And all the day I will tell of your righteous acts. Uh, I will remind them of your righteousness. I will still proclaim your wondrous deeds. He goes through this and it's just the perseverance. It's the deliberateness. It's the intentionality of I will talk to people about how great you are. I will give personal testimony about what you have done for me. And I will declare my faith that you will never abandon me that you are my God who watches over me, that your plan for me is good, that every and any sacrifice I am called to make in this life is worthwhile. It says to me that a believer who is coming out of danger or through danger and attack should be able to move towards hope. It should be the arc of our life that we are people of hope. There is power for that in my soul when I am convinced that my God is faithful and good and I convince myself by it, by praising, by deliberately and intentionally lifting up the goodness of God again and again, continually, and asking questions like, you who have done great things, oh God, who is like you? Like, those are questions. Who is like God? Who can I compare God to to get a sense of how good he is? The, the answer obviously is no one. He's beyond compare. So I cannot run to the end of his goodness. It is why I will always have hope in the middle of my danger and attack and coming out of them. I will have a testimony of hopefulness. I'm not saying there's not grief and there's not an emotional experience in the middle of it, but hope is essential for believers. We have over the past uh, year almost now talked about the, the last night with Jesus and all of the things that he has been saying to his disciples as we've gone through this year. And what Jesus does there is he talks about this earmark of you are my disciples and this is how people will know that you love one another. I, today, I was just putting this together in my head with 1 Corinthians 13, which says now abides these three things. Now these three things go on, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is that defining characteristic. And so we get stuck on love, but please do not miss that faith and hope are essential to love. I cannot love selflessly. I cannot love sacrificially when I feel like I constantly need to protect myself from danger. And the way that I get away from that kind of self-focus, that gravity towards self, is by faith and hope. A faith that says, I know I can trust in the Lord. And a hope that says, I know my God is good. Those two things are the pillars upon which my ability to love others are built. And without them, it is virtually impossible for me to love others. Do you know God's goodness in your life? Have you chosen a life of praise so that your soul retains that hope? So that in times of trouble, in times of danger, whether they are coming, whether they are going, whether you are in the middle of them, 
that you are confident that you have hope in the Lord, that God is your Savior, that you can shout for joy to Him, you can sing praises to Him, you can declare yourself to as one who has been redeemed, one who is under the watch care of God, one who will never be forgotten, so that you can, as he says in verse 14, I will hope continually. I pray that is our testimony. I pray that is our experience. And I pray that God will use that in powerful ways, both in our lives and in our testimony and in our relationship with him.